Doing doing something like this, like production for a podcast. It's like a job. Mm-hmm. That's what people do. Yeah, you know, dude, like audio. If I get like a Jamie, like a Jamie role, like even doing this here, like we, you know, we get different people to actually do the podcast, and I'm just off, you know. You know, that's that's like the way you want to do business in a sense. Like you do it first, you get the hang of things, and then you. What? We should. I, I started it. Oh, you did. I got the camera rolling. I got the oh, audio going. Oh, perfect. <laughs> And then you're good enough to tell, like, if someone else has the same ability as you, and then that's how you get the ball rolling. True. A lot. Of, I see a lot of business owners. Uh, they'll start from the bottom if they're trying to work their way up. They'll spend like a month. At least what I saw at like Chick Fil A, guys would spend like a few weeks at the bottom, just getting to know the system and all that stuff. And then, you know, obviously they can move into a higher position later on. All right. But uh, welcome back to Grandma's Pillbox, episode 31. This is uh, the episode that whenever someone asks me which episode to watch, it will be this one. Good camera audio. Good good ca- camera quality. Good audio quality. Great topics. And, of course, we have Thomas. I'm here. Yes. <laughs> I'm here for uh, episode 31. Uh, before we get going with everything, I just want to say thanks to everybody who's been watching, who's been liking, who's been subscribing, viewing everything. Uh, big shout out to you guys. Um, the TikToks, the Instagram shorts, the or the, in- the YouTube shorts, the Instagram reels, those have all been popping off thanks to you guys. Um, yeah, we just are having a lot of fun. I also want to send a message to Liquid IV. You guys still have not um, sent us anything. I, I don't know if we like got off on the wrong foot, but <laughs> right here I got the new strawberry flavor Liquid IV. It tastes pretty good. I enjoy it, and then also I've got the what is this uh, immune support liquid IV. I used this when I got sick, helped me up tons. I became a superhuman after drinking this. So, liquid IV, please. We'll write up the email soon enough. Please, liquid IV, please. No, I, I've actually sent the email out. Um, oh, you did? <laughs> if you look for the username I love liquid IV, please sponsor us at yahoo.com. It might be in your spam box, but that's us. <laughs> that's us. Um, so, Tom's. Let's give a rundown quickly on the topics we're going to cover today. Yeah, for sure. Um, so first, some we'll, introductions, like getting getting to see what we've been up to. Yeah, so we'll, we'll do a little bit of catching up, then we can cover some broad news. We've got some uh, AI news I want to discuss, some other just random news as well, get your opinions on that sort of thing. And then uh, we've got our main topic today is going to be Web 3.0. If, if I'm being honest, we're, we're still going to have to do another episode on Web 3.0. Yeah, I, feel I like agree. This is like the intro deep dive into it before... Yes. We get real deep on, like, another episode. For but. sure. And I think having someone like maybe Albin on who's, like, really versed in, like, the like uh, crypto and the blockchain and DeFi and all that stuff. Yeah. Speaking of which, he runs a crypto and basketball podcast-esque channel where yeah. he talks about crypto news and his takes on anything going on in the NBA. Yeah. Go follow Crypto Hoops. Uh, on Instagram, anything else? YouTube yet? No, I think it's just YouTube right, for right now. Oh, just YouTube? Yeah. Okay. No, he's on Instagram. 
Is he? Yes, that's why I followed him on Instagram. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, he's I'm... posting reels on there. <laughs> I haven't actually followed him on YouTube, so I'll have to do that. Okay, but um, also as a, as a little extra segment, um, JJ, one of our biggest fans, did not like the hate that we spewed upon Alita Battle Angel on the Avatar episode, so he wants us to watch the trailer and give a genuine reaction to it, because it appara- came out in 2019, and apparently it was a pretty good movie, or hmm. it was a big movie. I don't know if it was good. I think the ratings were a bit low. Yeah, and like we've discussed in the past, whether or not a movie's good is really based on how it makes you feel. Exactly. So Check out like, episode 28 or whatever that episode was. Yeah, we don't, I don't remember, but who was one of them back? 26. 27? 26. Well, I think the last one we filmed here, right? That was like when we first brought it up? Like when we were... Or no, no. No, no, it was... No, no, that episode. was in, in Liam's basement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting lost, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, this this was a movie that Cameron didn't fully. Uh, he just direct, produced it. Right? He, he produced just produced it. it, but his name was attached to it. Okay. So I think let's just get it out of the way and react to it. Yeah. So. No ad. producer of Avatar and Titanic. Who could that be? Hmm. Who, who could that be? <laughs> Director of Sin City. Oh, that dude. I don't know his name. He's a big actor. Oh, dude, I love this type of uh, setting. Whoa, what do you think of that? Why, why, what do you think of her big eyes? Oh, my God. Oh, and then that guy, Kristoff, from uh, Inglorious Bastards and Christoph stuff. Kristoff Waltz? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that was him at first. Like some cyborg. Oh shit! Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't London, bloke. It looks like a fucking <laughs> London back alley. Shout out to JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. It looks exactly like that scene. <laughs> Big eyes, dude. I like it. I don't really get it, but I think if I think if they tried to make her look more human, it would just kind of look weird. Yeah. Like the giant eyes, kind of. Whoa! What the? This is based off of a manga, by the way. Oh really? Yeah. I think so. This cyberpunk ass setting. Was that African American dude in Fast and the Furious? Uh, I don't know. I know him from the Green, the Green Mile, or the Green Book, I think. I see. Something like that. I'm with her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> it looks sick. It looks like a sick movie. I feel like it's kind of generic seeming. Like if we look up the the ratings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, what's the story? The story is probably... It has a 7.3 on IMDb, so 
it's kind of like average a mm-hmm. little bit. A deactivated cyborg is revived, but can't remember anything of her past and goes on a quest to find out who she is. Hmm. And then obviously these bad guys just want to kill her, I yeah, guess. Because there's something about her that's like, oh, 300-year-old technology. Yeah. She's got the power to change society. Oh, oh, the, the actor Mahershala Ali. Oh, I forgot. Um, he was in a movie, I think Moonlight. I really like. Oh, Moonlight. Yeah, that one, Best Picture. Mm-hmm. That was the whole uh, drama, right, where... Um, Let me make. Oh, he's from Green Book. Uh, wait, where's Moonlight? Am I? Oh, okay, good. I'm not racist. Moonlight. Uh, it was about. Um, that was a Jordan Peele movie, right? No, no, no. Is this? Um, now I'm being racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was about. Um, uh, I think like the story just of a gay black man like growing up and uh, a young african-american man grapples with his identity and sexuality while experiencing everyday struggles as childhood adolescence and then adulthood mm. and then i don't know it's just a really b- beautiful movie i loved it one best picture i think so that was the drama um that uh that song and dance movie that had like ryan reynolds in it oh la la land la la land they the late like the lady opens it up and reads off La La Land. Everybody from La La Land shows up. They all do their speeches. They're all standing up there. And then a guy with like a headset runs onto the stage, grabs the, the envelope out of the guy's hands, reads it, shows it to everybody. And then like the director of La La Land goes up to the mic and he's like, Moonlight, you guys won. You guys won. Like I'm being serious. Come up here. You guys won. And then like the crowd, you know, is like, what? And then they're all happy and stuff. And I didn't even know that. That's cool. Yeah. That's a real idea right there. <clears throat> that is a little real idea. <laughs> as soon as you've started, that's that's how my brain is starting to get programmed now. It's like these little events. I'm like, okay, that's a real. Just pull up the video of what whatever happened. Yep. You know, get Liam's dialogue over it. That little, little 10, 15, 20 second clip, post that. I mean, it's as easy as one, two, three. You know, uh, okay, so let's let's move on to introductions then. Yes, yes. You know? What have you been up to? Or just anything, hobbies, yeah. interests, what you've been trying, school? Yeah, so I've, uh, we, we had classes start back again in January. So I've been, you know, working my way through that, trying to figure out my routine for the semester, how much, like, time I need to spend outside of classes doing stuff. Because that, that was always a big thing for me. It's like, how much effort am I going to put in outside of classes that it could be, you know, putting towards other stuff? Um, so I've kind of been figuring that out gonna be a decent amount so um hopefully the the workload with the pillbox can stay up to where it was over winter break because we were pretty we were putting out some decent like quantity over break um but you know we jumped big and we did as much as we could which is good yeah true that's that's the biggest thing and there's no reason that we should be ashamed that we didn't get to like where we where we wanted to be. Because I was thinking about that, I was like, we had like probably twenty episodes, like plan- or not planned out, but you know, like pros- prospect of episodes that we could do. Yeah, we're legit. We're thinking about going from like twenty five to episode fifty. Yeah, break. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was a strong it was a strong idea, but yeah, it's alright. I mean, we still got out with like at least six. I think mm-hmm. if I can count right. Yeah, but... for sure, and good quality ones also. And like we're you know we're learning about the new audio equipment and stuff like that. Um, other Speak, than that, speaking of production or maybe just pillbox, you're trying to get into streaming. Yes, I am. Yeah. So uh, if you guys check out 
our YouTube channel, which is what you're watching this on. Sometimes, uh, if you look under like the live tab, you'll see some live streams that I'm doing. Um, I'm a big Pokemon fan, Nuzlocks especially for Pokemon, and uh, I'm doing a playthrough of Pokemon Scarlet right now, which is the new game that just came out, and I'm running it blind. So usually, um, the best way to like do good in a Nuzlocke is to have game knowledge. Kind of the same with like any game where it's like an RPG. The more you know about it, the better you'll be able to prepare for like bosses and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm running through this one blind. I'm on attempt five right now. Just got to the fourth gym. I'm going to be streaming that fairly regularly. Uh, I thought if I'm going to play it, might as well stream it. So yeah. we've got a capture card. So uh, you guys will see. If you guys want to come and chat on there, I'll be live streaming that. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. The, the potential with that is to, like, uh, kind of, like, lead up to, like, potent- uh, like upcoming episodes. Yeah. You know, just, For like, sure. a fun live stream beforehand it's like oh wait but we we upload at like 6 or 7 a.m so uh-huh. are you are you waking up at like 5 a.m to stream we could we could uh, move it a little bit um because i'll be up like on those days but so another kind of like a side thing of the live streaming not really associated with the pokemon but just say we set a premiere for this episode episode 31 25 minutes before the episode i'll go live on youtube maybe with thomas also if there's a way to do that and just, you know, get some engagement with, like, the fans and the people that are watching. So then, right when the episode goes live, we got, like, four or five people commenting and liking right away. Boosts, boosts the algorithm. And then, you know, we get our episodes to 100 views. Like, These are the type of things you gotta, like, actually think about. You can't go willy-nilly with an episode. Or, this is what I've learned, because I've created, like, at least a couple of shorts recently yeah. that I've been happy with. And just from what i can learn from those it's like all right i need to get like attention get like things that get your attention in the beginning of the short you know to like grasp your attention and then you got to choose the right song maybe but most i think i've been neglecting like the title and hashtags mm. that definitely like if you implement like a lot of hashtags then you know you can push it some to different areas of For the sure. algorithm and then like what you're saying is 25 minute live stream before the episode getting these people to comment just boosts yeah. the algo and it's like you got to do these small things for sure you know? it's, dude it's like a full-time thing and at pretty much every time you're putting out content it's like you have to check like six or seven boxes okay is this a eye-catching thumbnail is this a good title are these good hashtags is this a good description is like is how's the video quality you know all these things am i gonna put out like a, a message on our social medias to promote the episode it's it's cool stuff to learn and you know doing that more will just help us grow even more one thing that i've been doing um every day is cold showers oh yes and i've heard you've been doing them too Mm -hmm. and my opinion is they suck but it just feels so good afterwards or at least this morning every kind of every time previously i would go in and just be like, ooh, ooh, like physically exert like noise, like try to go through it. But just this morning, for some reason, I was like, no, let me just breathe. And then like just having that controlled breath, yeah. like just dealing with the cold water. Mm-hmm. You you like do your whole shower routine. I don't know how. Like, yeah. You're, 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 you're lathering guess... <laughs> up, you know, in the coldness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, I mean, uh, you, some of you guys saw us do an ice baths uh, a few, like a month and a half ago. And kind of just doing those like uh, – gets you like you mentally prepared for going in it's like i like knowing that i have control over like my mind and my actions to where i can put myself through that and you know 
it, you also you do you feel so good after dude i feel so groggy in the mornings and just right after the cold shower i feel m- not even energy levels just up just that like i'm maybe more like my mind is more clear or yeah. maybe i'm just a bit more focused mm-hmm. rather than like oh like foggy mind or whatever yeah for sure dude having those good morning routines like having that a part of the morning routine i think my ideal morning routine um would be wake up do like 25 minutes of zone two cardio get like the heart rate up to 140 and just run for like 20 minutes light workout maybe like full body workout then cold plunge ice bath whatever you want to call it and then get on with my day and then by that point maybe it'll have been enough time to where i can actually have caffeine because you know they say like an hour and a half after you wake up yeah 90 minutes yeah because like some the androgen receptors or something like that it's like maybe androgen it's like they need to release all of them so you can yeah. start to feel awake mm. and if you take coffee too early then it blocks it and it can't release it yeah. so then later in the day when the caffeine runs out it's unblocked and then you're back to feeling like tired yeah instead of all of those are supposed to be like cleared up mm-hmm. but nah yeah that, that really is the ideal like waking up at seven at least is great Dude. but most of the time it's just so, too hard. It's about how early you can get to but bed. Today, I I made the mental note. I fell asleep at like one a.m. But yeah. I was like, all right, Liam, Liam said, or Liam's prioritizing sleep. Let me get like eight hours. So I set my alarm for nine, mm. and that was pretty good. Yeah, I think I, I've I'm, I've been wearing this uh, whoop strap as you guys know, and I think my sleep last night somehow I don't know how I, I ended up falling asleep at like two thirty, which I thought I was like one thirty falling asleep. <laughs> and then I ended up waking up at like nine thirty, so I only got like six and a half or nine. What was that recovery score? <laughs> Let's take a look real quick. Let's Did you fail? A, I think I think last night was a fail. Uh, <laughs> last night was it was a forty percent recovery. Ooh, so bad grade. Bad failing. Bad grade. My failing. Sleep score was a seventy-two. Also not okay. very good. Okay, that's pass. It's passing enough to get by, uh, but you know, last night I was hanging out with some guys I haven't seen in a while, so. You gotta had make some, exceptions. Had some, had some drinks, yeah. There you go. That's how. That's how you do it. So, next thing. Uh well, for me, what I've been doing besides school, I've just been the way I schedule my uh, classes is that I have more free time at the latter half of the week. Mm. So Monday, Tuesday, pretty kind of busy, not really. But then the rest of the week, I have a bunch of free time that I can interject different activities in there. Nice. And one of them has been trying to learn how to code. Interesting. With, uh, I'm trying to learn Python, which Pi- is Tiki, uh, our beloved computer science roommate, or my computer science roommate. Mm-hmm. He tells me Python is one of the easiest languages to learn, most widely used. So I, just, uh, I was like, yeah, let me learn it. Hmm. He gave me like a little project where it's uh, a giant, giant list of like movies with their year of release, cast, genre. And you just had me, like, do a basic, like, parse function to, like, oh, grab the movies made between these years. Grab own the movies with two of the same vowels in their name. Grab movies with an actor that have, like, a certain condition and then some other stuff. And it was a really good, like, introduction to learning Python. Hmm. And it's just been so much fun. Like, one of my classes is so boring, I'll pull up, like, Python and try to, like, work on this little project that I got going. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's cool. I love finding those, like, little, like, side projects that maybe, like, I'm not focusing on in school or class, but it's like, man, I'm kind of 
very motivated to learn this sort of thing. Well, the thing is, the uh, applicability is what I see with this is um, Tiki's got a bunch of other things like setting up a Minecraft server like through just code. Mm-hmm. The next one is working with like this flat um, this website. It's called Flask, like the 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 library that you use to work on websites. And then with that idea, I was like, oh, I can make like a pillbox website yeah, or something with Python for sure. But uh, I'm, I'm just starting starting out with that. I've been having a lot of fun having something on the side to actually learn because. Mm-hmm. Related to the topic we're going to talk about, Web 3.0, that, that involves coding, like being able to implement, I don't know, NFTs, cryptos, all that bullshit, and like just whatever pops up. Oh, the AI. That that was the main thing. It was like the AI, ChatGBT had an API yeah, in which you can access that with Python, like mm. for example, and then do whatever. So I'm trying to learn Python so I can do those type of things if I ever have an idea in the future. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. So for Python, just like real quick, mm-hmm. um, is there certain like uh, I don't know, like queries? I don't know if that's the right word, or like words that you have to know to like kind of start off your thing. Um, well, back in high school and the first year of college, I took like um, computer science courses, mm. but they weren't Python. They were like different things. But you get, like, uh, a fundamental sense of the type of things that you need to know. So, like, how does the computer store values? So there's, like, um, numbers without decimals, and then there's, like, floats. So, like, integer, float. Float is a number with, like, a decimal attached mm. to it. Or a string, which is, like, just text. Yeah. And then binary, like, true, false. Like, you learn those simple things, then you're, like, okay, operators. Plus, minus, divide, multiply, and then if statements is like if something is true then do this it's like you build this fundamental knowledge that all you need to do is just look up like how do i do this type of thing and then it just tells you like okay and then but really python is super easy that you don't need to look up or you don't need to know like very specific words Mm. just you probably it's more or less knowing the conceptual like what you got to do and then typing that code out interesting while other places you have to be very meticulous like a very simple thing with python is when you're making like x equals two yeah like you can just write x equals two computer is fine like at least python is like it understands what you're trying to do but in like another language you'd have to be like integer x equals two so you're you're establishing that this variable is going to hold a number value Mm -hmm. and then that number value is two Mm. so like it goes different like levels of functionality like yeah just how much you have to tell the computer in order to understand you yeah. and python it understands you pretty easily interesting so is there more room for error in python um some people that have told like that i've told that i'm doing this have told me like yeah uh-huh. like there's some, some error but it's so easy to write that once you understand it then you shouldn't really be making errors fair enough as long as you understand like indentation what you got to write how the format is um but i think the point that i've heard is since it's so easy you might not look for those details all the time and then that lends itself to making a mistake while with other languages you have to be meticulous all the time so you will probably have like if you're just in that mindset you probably won't leave a mistake or something Mm. like that or like a simple syntax errors like if you type something wrong then the computer's like i can't run this yeah something's wrong yeah and then you have to spell like a word or something yeah interesting interesting 
Um, uh, quickly, uh, a book that I just got. Yes. Liam's uh, new book, Acquisition. The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. Okay. Um, and it is titled, uh, subtitled as A Guide to Wealth and Happiness. So this guy is um, a guy born in Delhi in India. Mm-hmm. And he's a, he's a fairly young guy. At, at this point in 2023, he is 48. And he's been angel investor. Of, he was named angel investor of the year in 2018, and he's got a bunch of uh, bunch of other things. He was a CEO and founder at age 25, venture capital partner at age 27. Super smart guy who puts out a lot of like, you know, good good things for you know, motivating you for wealth and happiness. Have you uh, read it? I haven't read it. I just oh, uh, you just got it. Yeah, one of the podcasts that I listen to, which is uh, um. Red Hawk recap and also like uh, JX Soto. He does more. He's like said more stuff, but basically they'll just like read a little proverb basically out of the book every episode. So I thought I'd just flip to a random page and find oh. one. All right, let's hear it. Um, here's here's a good one. A happy person isn't someone who's happy all the time. It's someone who effortlessly interprets events in such a way that they don't lose their innate peace. So I agree. That to, that like, to me in my head is like just preaching stoicism. Be stoic. Like if I'm driving down the street and some guy flicks me, like some guy cuts me off, I shouldn't be raising my hand, flicking him off, like pulling for my gun that's on the side. I should. Okay, this guy maybe he's having a bad day. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I shouldn't pull out the gun and just shoot him, dude. <laughs> maybe he's having a bad day. Maybe something happened. Maybe his wife's mad at him. Maybe you know they got in an argument right before he left. He just got fired from his job. Something like that. So I'm just going to, you know, not let that ruin my personal happiness. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. I mean, like, that's just facts. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's, it's a cool book. I'm excited to read it. And it's, uh, it's one of those that I think more than any other book, I'm just going to some days just open up to a random page and just read. Have you finished uh, Atomic Habits? Not yet. Where are you at? Um, Chapter six, I think. Okay, Celia started rereading it, and now she's on, I think, chapter nine. Nice. So she's been grinding. I've been, I've been um, reading like my Com Theory book and some other like actual books, well, books your for book, classes. Yeah, that's, so that's a like, bit tough. Yeah, um, but no, I mean Atomic Habits. It's a great book. I, I really like the uh, dude. Every chapter I read, it's like, damn, I really like that. Like the one where it was uh, about location and time for building habits, like mm-hmm. and having each set like thing in your environment set to, for a certain thing like this chair i'll read at this desk i'll work at this bed i'll sleep at yeah that's like a problem for me like at my desk i'll eat play video games study <laughs> and in my bed i'll scroll tiktok i'll sleep and then sometimes those get mixed and it's like <sighs> but uh yeah, yeah having it like l- labeled explicitly separate activities yeah. makes it easier to establish that habit yeah. at that location for sure yeah, that makes sense, dude. All those books are super cool. Just to get in that mindset, and I've been really enjoying those over the past, honestly, six months. I've been seeing a little bit too many YouTube shorts recently, and mm. this one, this one guy. Have you heard of the Savage Army? Mm-mm. It's this one like Swedish dude, and basically, he, he's kind of like Liver King in a sense, but kind of, but no, he doesn't. He called out Liver King before he admitted. Or whatever, but I think everyone was calling Liver King out. Yeah, that doesn't relate. That's just that was the first short I saw of him. It was him calling him out, mm. and but he's this tall, 
built jack swedish dude and one of the things that he always does is do you know like the mace bell yeah. workout where you go around your shoulder yes and like like an around the world with like um like a whatever pound weight on the end of like a stick yeah yeah and you know you could do it one-handed two-handed oh, Jesus. Or, but it's always like he's got this viking music going and yeah. he's just like i'm afraid it might be copywritten so i'm not gonna play it but we can take a look at it later or maybe like throw it in for a little short or something <laughs> uh, but i i've been i don't know i did, i like what he preaches like he has like a um I don't know, like to promote nasal breathing, he has this mouth tape. Mm. So like when you go to bed, you put the tape on your mouth so you can only like breathe through your nose. Yeah. Or like when you're working out, you know, force yourself to only breathe through the nose. Um, the mace spell. He's, I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of him and I want to get a mace spell. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Dude, having a whole like kettlebell set would be awesome because those work. I've been. Uh, you could do it with a kettlebell too. Like. Yeah. That's I, for my warm up around the world is what I call them. Mm-hmm. Um, or halos. I think halos is like the correct term if it's around your like head like that. Around the world is around your chest. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to focus my uh, workouts more towards like jujitsu stuff. So more like whole body stuff that gets my heart rate up for longer periods. Because uh, I'm I'm pretty excited to join a jujitsu gym when I graduate. So I'm trying to prepare for that now physically. Okay. Um. But yeah, some some quick news that I want to go over, just like rapid fire, real quick. Oh, rapid fire! Uh, All right, let me, let, let's hear it. Okay, Conor McGregor is hit by a car. Posted on his Instagram a video of him getting hit by a car. Uh, apparently, the driver had some sunshine in his eyes and couldn't see him, and then the driver ends up giving Conor a ride home. <laughs> Luckily, he was okay. But this is this is what his uh, Instagram caption says: "Got a bang of a car just now from behind. A sun trap." That driver couldn't see me. Full speed straight through me. Thank the God it wasn't my time. Thank you for wrestling in judo also. Having awareness <laughs> on the landing saved me life. <laughs> that's that's funny. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Conor McGregor almost died. Thank God he didn't because uh, allegations. Allegations. He does have some allegations right now that he just fucking Spartan kicked some girl off of his yacht a year ago. What? And now she's saying that he's like an evil like supervillain. But better allegations are that he might be uh, the coach for the next Ultimate Fighter, mm. which is... Uh, that's that's the news I heard, that he was going to be a coach. Yeah. Um, that other stuff. I don't know. Okay, second one. Uh, on TikTok, there's a guy. I forget his name. But he's doing a series where he starts from $10, and he's working his way up to $10,000 in sports betting. Mm-hmm. And every day, he bets the money he won, basically doubling his money every day for like two weeks, going on the road to 10 to 10K. And it's gained a lot of track. He made it up to 2K, and then he lost. Ah. And now he restarted, and it's gotten a lot of traction. So day three, um, there was a bunch of posts going on about a guy. Um, they call it like a sweat when the guy like waits until the last minute of the game to, to like basically cash the bet. It was like a, a points bet for one of the basketball players, and he hit a three with like 30 seconds left in the game. And all these, like, sports betting Instagram channels were just posting, like, these guys in their, like, living rooms, like, frat dudes. Just, yeah. <laughs> and obviously, everybody's watching it. Um, and a negative about that is by the time it gets posted and I look at it, the odds are so bad for, like, the part that he, that he puts together. Because everybody's betting it, so Vegas is like, all right, we're going to shoot the numbers up. Mm-hmm. So, 
a plus 102, which is what he might be betting. By the time I see it, it might be like a minus 110. So then you're not really able to make double your money. And then you're having to put more stuff on, which risks you losing the parlay. Okay. Um, so sports betting, you know, it was crypto last year. This year, it's sports betting is the thing that's just going to take over everybody. Really? Yes. Yes. Um, next one. Have you ever heard of the Trend Twins? The Trend Twins? The Trend Twins. Is this on TikTok? Yeah, it's... I don't know these TikTok trends. It's uh, it's not... I think they're on everything. They're, they're a fitness uh, like channel. Yeah. It's these two 20-year-old kids that are probably like 5'5", five, five, who are just trend out of their heads. They look like they're 45 and they're 20. <laughs> and they just go and they just rep out these massive weights and just do crazy shit. Hmm. And they're twins and they're short and they're on trend. Oh, uh, wait, oh, wait. Are they called Trend, trend Twins? Like Trend Balone Twins. Like oh, the, the endogenous. Or the, tre- no, no. The I, thought, I thought you said Trend Twins. Oh. And I was like, Trend? What? No. Trend Twins. Yeah, that makes trend. sense. Okay. Trend Trend is like testosterone, steroids, something like yeah. that. Yeah, basically. But uh, would what, you about about uh, what about them? What about them? I was just seeing if you, had, if you knew about them. <laughs> would I ever do steroids? Yeah, would you ever do steroids? No. Once you're I, up to like 55, your testosterone starting. Yeah, to that that makes bit. sense on a health like reasoning. Yeah, like, but my testosterone's down, so let me do TRT, whatever. At the age you're at now, you would not. No, I don't see the point of it though. I agree. I feel like there's natural things you can do, like getting good sleep to increase testosterone, or working out, or eating good food. Mm. Like I don't need to inject. I'm not trying to get ultra jacked. That's that's the thing with like a lot of things, maybe like depression or other illnesses. Maybe we should look at how you're sleeping. How are you eating first before we start prescribing you a bunch of these medications? I um, mean, like because that's how you just build an epidemic of people reliant on these drugs. Like start start within within you. Start like doing things better for your life. Don't eat out all the time. Make organic foods. Work out. You know. Are you getting your heart rate, like, are you maxing out your heart rate at least once a week? No? Well, you probably should be. Mm-hmm. That'll make you feel better. I mean, that's just, like, a basic tenet is going through stress so that you're um, prepared for the next stress event. That's right. That's basically life, almost. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you get stressed when you're growing up about homework or whatever, and then you learn it. And the next time you got homework, you know, it's not as stressful. Yeah. Or... You work out, you stress your muscle fibers so that they rebuild. So next time, you know, you could lift more weight or you could do more reps because what's going on? I'm sorry. <laughs> My ears all of a sudden just like got clogged up and I'm trying to pop them. Do you want some gum? I got gum. I think I'm okay. That was weird. Did we get an elevation change? I, I don't think in Illinois we're going through <laughs> elevation changes. <laughs> Uh, okay. But, uh, what, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah like, just... doing good habits. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, 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 what is what is the argument against doing good habits, you know? Like, I don't think there's, there's, there's not, like... The argument is just saving time or maybe, like, just a shortcut with the pills, you know? Yes. Like, yes. like, I don't, I don't, uh, I, don't I, I heard from, from this one dude on the internet that's no longer on the internet anymore that, that, like, people who take... Head, headache pills mm-hmm. like are dumb like you're like did you drink enough water no like <laughs> are you sure you drink enough water <laughs> then okay maybe sleep maybe you're just too tired or yeah. maybe eat make sure you're not like like too hungry 
or like anything like are you really stressed out like maybe take a break is that guy in jail right now he might be okay because i saw something maybe from that same guy on a a statement that was put out from either him or like his pr team of him in jail oh wait Uh, wait wait do you know the name of this dude i kind of i forgot his name um bambrew bait bambrew bait (laughs) briston bait briston Dude, oh, that Vice documentary was pretty crazy. I didn't watch it. You, you should. I, you should. It's pretty cool. It's like the guy's doing the documentary, and it's like pretty much falls in line with like right when he gets deplatformed and then pretty much right after arrested. And he's like there catching everything. It's pretty, it's pretty neat. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's it for oh, – I guess I got some AI news. To go over. I got some news. Okay, you got... Oh, I'm sorry. I got some news. What yeah. the hell? Yeah, yeah, go. Rick and Morty co-creator Justin Roiland. Uh, allegations for domestic <sighs> abuse. He got kicked off of Adult Swim, Hulu, some other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think Rick and Morty is still um, going on. Mm-hmm. They just have a new cast for... Yeah. So I think it's going to be different voices. But luckily... People are so good at impressions that it'll probably sound the same. No, you could probably use an AI just to recreate the Rick and Morty voices. What about you? What about me? I was talking to Dan, and he said, I think Thomas should take over Justin Rowland's spot. What? Yes. (laughs) A legitimate legitimate (laughs) feelings. We think that you should take his spot. For Rick and Morty? Yes. Like, as a voice actor? Yes. Try, Try real quick doing a Rick impression. Oh, shit, I don't even know who Rick is. Is he yeah. the the scientist dude? Yeah. Oh, I dude, I turned myself into pickle Rick. I'm gonna pickle Rick, Marty. <laughs> I, don't, I I can't. Okay, I, I it's like <laughs> he's got that high pitch, but still like um like manly tone behind it, mm-hmm. and it has got that rasp. It's like Jordan Peterson. It's like he's got a high tone or like a you know high pitch, but still you know. <laughs> With the raspiness, it sounds like an old man. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that voice impression. There's okay. no way. Uh, next one, Morty. Morty? Do a Morty impression. I don't know about this, Rick. Or I don't know about this. Wait, Morty? Wait, yeah. Morty's the kid. Yeah, yeah, you're I don't know good. about this, Rick. We shouldn't be going back in time and messing with the... Wait. Oh, jeez, Rick. M- Morty. Morty, you, you don't have to worry about this stupid... Uh, I can't fucking... Morty, Morty. Stick this up your ass, Morty, please. <laughs> Stick this up your ass. <laughs> What? <laughs> Stick this in your ass for the future. <laughs> um, uh, so Dan, uh, leave a comment on how you think Thomas's interview went. I think he gets the job. Oh shit, you're <laughs> you're the interviewer. In other news, uh, I think I saw something like this on Snapchat, and then I found the news article: mm-hmm. woman caught posing as a high school student by using a fake birth certificate what? in New Jersey, and basically. She was a uh, a grad from Rutgers, mm-hmm. and I don't know why, but she used a fake birth certificate and was able, I think she was like 28, 29 years old, go to high school, and then I think she tried hanging out with, like, with some of the people, and then they found out her like real age, and now she's in trouble. What the heck? But, um... That's... Oh my gosh. I mean, what could have... I wonder if there was any, like, nefarious intentions behind that, or if she was just kind of like, you know, what if there was, like, a social media aspect, or if this was just something she wanted to do in her head? Because you see so much of this crazy stuff, it's like, yeah, I'm going to do this for a video or something. I don't I don't know. It, like, she went to the guidance counselors and talked with them. You know, she's going to these classes, trying to hang out with the kids. It's like, 
What is her mindset at? Like, and she went to Rutgers, which is like a good school, acclaimed. Yeah, acclaimed, acclaimed university. Um, but what's interesting is this isn't like the first time stuff like this has happened. Brian McKinnon, in uh, 1993, posed as a fifth-year high school student in Glasgow. Scotland? But but he was 30 years old, uh, 30 years old, and he claimed to be 17. Oh God! And then that's just he dangerous. he remained at the school for a whole year, and then got exposed a year later when he was a student at some other medical like university. What? And a newspaper reported his real identity. Oh my God! And then there's a documentary about it. It doesn't say oh, the, it doesn't say the name. Oh wait. Is this it? Brandon Lee is the dude. Oh, that guy looks weird. <laughs> that, looks weird. that guy. <laughs> Let me. Interesting, dude. Oh, that's kind of scary. It it is very weird. I don't know. God, that makes me almost not want to like. When the time comes that I have kids, like. Do you remember in our high school there was? Like, I would see this one woman that obviously was just really old. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she was getting, like, just her GED or something. But I'm imagining I wasn't weirded out by that because it was clear that she was old. And I'm guessing – I don't know if you ever really saw her, though. I, I don't – I can't recall her. No. I okay. kind of just, like, wiped all my memories from but, high school. But that's different. It's like, you know, she got in, and I guess she's just doing something else or whatever. But, yeah. like, a 28 – 30 year old coming back to high school and like trying to pose as a student it's like 21 jump street (laughs) (laughs) like what happens 21 what happens if those guys are not like guys especially and they're just like preying on the younger girls like what if something like that happens that's not good no not at all not good at all um also the czech czech republic elections just happened recently um this guy peter pavel liberal um ex-military sergeant or something he beat his populist rival andre Bavis. but the one interesting thing i got from this like news was that uh pavel the guy that won yeah had to go like in the the final week of the campaign or whatever he had to go on twitter and confirm that he was alive because some web like some news source was spreading fake news that he was like dead what like just spreading like this guy's dead this guy's dead and you got to go on twitter like no i'm alive this this president this guy that's running for president or whatever crazy <laughs> and then basically they stopped like doing like speeches for the campaign because it was just threat of assassination they're like they're afraid of getting assassinated basically Holy shit. but um that's all i got from that article wow now <clears throat> Real quick, did you see the video of the guy with the DoorDash, McDonald's DoorDash, walking onto a college basketball court? What? What are you talking about? So it, it ended up, I ended up finding out that it was a, a TikTok stunt. Oh. But a guy is like an Uber Eats driver, and he's dropping this food off, and somehow he's courtside, walking around, and in the middle of the play, he walks onto the corner of the, of the court. And there's, like, basketball players right next to him with the ball. And he's asking around. He's like, DoorDash, anybody? <laughs> DoorDash. 
Oh, it was the craziest thing. And then I see a picture, and he's got like a little like lavalier mic on him, and I'm like, oh fuck, somebody set that up. But, dude, <laughs> like something like that is like a fantasy football punishment or something. Like, would be so funny, so funny. I, let me let me try and pull this up real quick to show you. I mean, he was. Wait, when you say fantasy football punishment, like what? Like you lose in your little bracket, and then you have to go out and do this stunt. So if you finish at the bottom of the standings for the regular season, yeah. usually guys will be like, okay, you got to shave your head. You got to get a tattoo. Uh-huh. You got to... So this, like being so this the fake be... DoorDash? Yeah, this, <laughs> like something dumb like this would be like, all right, you got you to gotta pull this stunt. Um, on... Did he not like get, like, you know how people like, what is it called when you run on um, the court or like run on the field with no shirt on? What's yeah. It, like, what's that called? Uh, when you run on, uh, like streaking, streaking, don't. Oh wait, so this is a, a court side. There's him. He's legit on the court with the guys right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me let me try and find the uh, <laughs> the announcer view of it. Was hilarious as well. Was that college basketball? College, college basketball, okay. like a smaller school. Okay, n- never mind. If it was in NBA, it would have been tackled or some shit. Yeah, like, look at that. Delivering food mid-game. I mean, he was right there, and guys were, like, right there on the court. <laughs> it's crazy. It was it was hilarious. <laughs> Dude, I, I love... People are so creative. DoorDash? Anyway. Any, DoorDash, anybody's <laughs> holding the food and stuff. Oh, man, awesome. And then, um, last bit of news. I think I ju- it just came out today. It was a video released in Tennessee of, like, the police got, like, some police beating up a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was too morbid, so I didn't write too much about it. But I know that's a big news, at least today, on January 28th, 2023. Some video, wait, um, let me just confirm. Uh, Tennessee police. Tennessee, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh let me look up Tennessee police video. Tennessee leaders shaken at difficult to watch. Uh, Tyre Nichols police beating video. And okay, I guess we'll we'll give it a quick look, but I don't want to focus on it too much. Yeah. Uh, show me the video. Oh shit! Ooh, he is. That's in rough shape. Oh my god. Yeah, but basically they like beat him up to such a bad extent and i think probably just for unwarranted reasons i guess they don't show the video oh wait video from our partners oh no that's an ad they beat him up as bad as uh the main guy in the last of us beat up his buddy that was like the the member of the military um yeah (laughs) last of us great show (laughs) (laughs) but that's all the news i got it's tough um I'll just, I mean, we, we talked about this a little bit off air, but just to have it, like, on the podcast, some some quick AI news. Wait, wait, intermission? Yes. Intermission, real quick. Right. Yeah, let's go. take an intermission. Pee right. And we're back. So, some quick AI news before we jump into our Web3 discussion. It's kind of, you know, this is all um, relevant to each other, but our good friends at ChatGPT, uh, that AI has passed tests that are required for medical licenses and business degrees in different universities and medical institutions. AI is passing those tests. 
I don't know if it's with flying colors. I don't know if it's like you know C's get degrees type is stuff. It, it, wait, what is it passing again? Say it. It's passing tests required for medical licenses and business degrees. So, so like say like MCAT. Wait, is MCAT the law one? What's the one for um, medical? Or mm. no, I think for like being a lawyer. Being a lawyer is that better call M- Saul? Better call Saul. Better MCAT? call Saul. Is it not? Um, Am I misremembering? The bar? The bar. Thank you, Tiki. Thanks. Okay, <laughs> it's the bar for the law, and then MCAT is for medical. Okay, but is it passing the MCAT, or is it passing, like, some other bullshit? It just said medical licenses and business degrees. Hmm. I, uh, I didn't read farther into the... Well, I'm just wondering, like, for that shit, is that, like, are the answers for those, like, lo- like you can look them up? Like, okay, uh, the the um, chat GPT is going through this, and it's like, let me look up the answer, like, in a way. Yeah, like, the like the test bank is somewhere online. But, I mean, even if it wasn't, it would be able to, it's still doing that, right? If it just gets the sentence and, say, there's, like, a set number of responses, it could just scan. I mean, the, okay. the internet is an entire test bank. As an anonymous member has told us, it's uh, it can be confidently wrong. That's true. And who knows? Uh-oh. The DoorDash has been stolen. No. Downstairs, maybe? What? Nah, it probably just got dropped off at the wrong door. Mm-hmm. Um, can be confidently wrong. Indeed, it can be. But... Um, I saw a movie the other day uh, called The Wandering Earth mm-hmm. Project, or I think it's just called The Wandering Earth 2. Yeah. And it had an AI in there that could, um, I like that cold air coming yeah. in. Um, basically, I think the AI, it was basically a, a quantum. I keep saying basically, 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 so basically, 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 basically. <laughs> okay, it's out of my system. Yeah. It, it's a quantum computing, like intelligent computer. And that's the AI, and they used. Oh, it's so hard to explain what this AI does, but it can make its own operating system to handle the operation that it needs to do, in a way. Mm, okay. And the big implication from this in the movie that it was able to do was create its own operating system to handle all these construction robots that exist on Earth to basically self-construct whatever thing you need to do they were on the moon they had to construct like an engine yeah so they had the the computer handle all the logistics and control all the robots to like 3d print you know the the the, the engine shit yeah yeah that's and, that's pretty cool and chat gbt can write code for you like you can be like write me uh something something protocol in python and it'll pull like it'll create code what and you'll probably just have to like not even adjust it but, you know maybe like edit a line or two and then mm-hmm. it'll it'll get working i've seen people on reddit automate their jobs using chat gbt to like make the code yeah you're like chat gbt write a code to respond to any email that that like has this prompt and have this like response and then boom like any email that comes with like a very easy like FAQ or yeah. what? what is it? Whatever. Yeah. Fre- frequently asked questions yep. and like automate the responses for those emails. Wow. And everyone on Reddit was getting mad. They're like, don't show this. The, yeah. the, the corporation's going to find out. Dude, I mean, 
so yeah people are going to start using it for businesses and like their college classes have you used it for any classes so far I've only used the mobile one, and I've been deterred ever since I knew like, there was a limit. Mm-hmm. So I've just never used it. But I feel like on the desktop version, it's unlimited usage. I think so. Have you used it on the computer yet? I haven't. All right. We're in. ChatGPT, creating its own code, yep. automating jobs. Nuts. Any comments? Um, I started to go down the... the rabbit hole of like using it at university stuff oh oh have i used it and the desktop version no yeah. i really really just need to test it out but i guess i can try to use it for like essay writing like you know write me an essay about yeah. streams and rivers or something that's mm-hmm. like probably that's one of the essays i'm gonna have to write about yeah um well i mean that's that's all I had for that topic. We can move on to... Uh, Web 3.0. The 3.0. Our very uh, informed and educated thoughts about the web. Um, um, so, can I can I do like a little introduction thing yeah. into this topic? Yeah. So the internet was created by Tim Berners-Lee, a very, let's just say, smart man, accomplished man. He published the first website, which described the project on oh in 1990s when he um, described the project and iterated a, a project. What am I seeing? We can restart. Walk, walk, take a walk, take a walk. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Tim Berners Lee. Smart dude from Britain, I think, worked uh, at this Geneva place and basically just set up the internet. Web 1.0. We're talking about Web 3.0. What the heck is Web 1.0? Well, you could refer it to as the read-only web. And this first version that he made was basically just you click on a link and you go to a different website that has information on it. He made it so that it would be easier to look for research findings and stuff. Web 2.0 can be called the socially interactive web. And it's run by these companies that have the social media companies that where you can go on there and connect with millions of people. So rather using the Internet just to click on links and read data or read information. Now you're clicking links, watching videos, being influenced by people like just seeing. So it's like a social web going on. Web 3.0 is supposed to be a way to comprehend inform like the in- internet is going to comprehend information on a human level, quote unquote. And I have the formal definition from some website. Web 3.0 is the new and upcoming iteration of the World Wide Web, a public network built on a distributed ledger technology and a semantic architecture to enable decentralization personalization, immersiveness, and a token-driven economy. I thought it was interesting. So with that, should, what should we go on? Okay, okay. Wait, 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 so, wait, wait. Tim Berners-Lee, the creator of the interweb, does not like Web3. Mm. Or at least this like version that's being spout out. He, he wants um, decentralized internet, yeah. but he doesn't like how Web3 is being... like used by these crypto people and like kind of buzzwordy yeah he, he doesn't believe on the hype 
he doesn't even like blockchain tech. I think he says it's just too much for how it's going to be implemented. And I think a quote, this isn't an exact quote, but it's a centralized entity in Web 3.0 masked as decentralized. So there's mm. still going to be like some central company or figure that controls something, but they're going to mask it like, oh, we're decentralized. Interesting. But I don't know. Did, uh, any quick thoughts you had? Or So I, um, like learning the history about Web 1.0 and 2.0 and 3.0 is like kind of very important, I think, to learning like what's going to be different on Web 3.0. Web 2.0, um, the fact that like you log into a website and you like say you log into Facebook, you're going to get a different like set of like um, you know outputs on your Facebook page than anybody else in the world because they're collecting that data on you and then they're you know tailoring your page towards you. Versus when Web 1.0 was just like an HTML read, everybody can read that same thing. Yeah. Um, and then Web 3.0 is going to be where you can everybody can read um those pages right but there's going to be no um, centralization there's going to be no you know giant rooms full of um what are they called like the uh, data yeah farm or not farm like uh just databases yeah just giant like ser- server rooms server rooms yeah there's going to be no server rooms um so and everybody is going to be able to like when they click on a page it's going to Right, download onto their personal, like it's gonna. I don't know the specifics yet. Mm-hmm. That's why before I... before this podcast, I'm like, we need it. We're gonna have to do another episode anyway. Yeah. This is like a just an intro deep dive into it. But yeah. some some of the components basically, um, kind of um, illustrated in the definition. But blockchain tech alongside with crypto, mm-hmm. and then um, a reliance on AI technology. Um, decentralization, redefining data ownership, kind of on like what you were touching on, and then also like a semantic web structure. Um, that's kind of hard for me. I, it was hard for me to understand what that meant, but semantics is meaning and language. Yeah. So web structure is like the internet is designed in a way where you can grab meaning out of it, and it makes it easier for AI to access that data. Like it mm. understands it understands the semantics of it and is able to pull out of it so maybe oh i know this is airplane data or like whatever like i know what i need to grab from this data or this is bus info data and yeah. i can grab from there and then this this kind of stuff exists but i think web 3.0 would emphasize that it's an easier task to do online versus how it is now which is how do i get from a to b in the united states and you just type that in, and then it figures out for you because all the in- the data is already on the internet. The AI can access it easily, and it put it all in one place for you. So go to this bus stop at this time, grab uh, these plane tickets. You'll arrive at this time. You can grab this hotel when you're over there, like th- that type of deal. Hmm. Where right now, I think airplane companies and like uh, hotel companies have already bought like tech or just quote code basically that does this interesting um i like the redefining data ownership which is 
what you were touching on it with web 2.0 is you log on to Facebook. Now Facebook is farming your data. Yes. If you, if you allow it to, mm-hmm. it's farming your data. So to, what is it called? Uh, curate your feed. Yep. YouTube collecting your data, curating your feed, Instagram, all the same. Yeah. And the ability for us to use those platforms for free is only achievable because then they're taking that data and selling it off to different companies that then will advertise to us. So that's that's why you're seeing maybe targeted ads on, say I looked up Liquid IV two days ago. Now it's popping up on like the sidebar. I'm getting display ads of Liquid IV. All these times I'm talking about Liquid IV, I still haven't gotten an ad. What is going on? Liquid IV, do you have like me blacklisted or something? <laughs> like I'm not even getting your ads. Not getting the ads. You're not receiving our emails. What is going on? I literally use your product every single day. <laughs> I actually do. <laughs> I, I literally have three different bags. I have the the emergency one. I have the regular one. And emergency I mean, one? <laughs> uh, whatever that one is called. Oh, oh, you mean the immune support? The immune support. Sorry. Okay. Emergency. Get that guy out of there. We don't like them. Immune support. Normal, hydration, and energy. I have all of them. Where are you guys at? Uh, I'm sorry. Check your, check your spam folder, check your please. Spam. Dude, okay, please. so, but me going into marketing, um, like targeting consumers using things like the Facebook Pixel and data that Facebook has gathered is massive because we're able to send these advertisements to our target, uh, target segments. Mm-hmm. To hopefully bring them, maybe maybe they're on Facebook's page and they see our ad. We want them to leave Facebook's page and come to our page. Once Web 3.0 comes, the age of targeted advertisement seems like it's just going to be gone. Well, um, because I so, think I think let's just say um, emphasis on ownership with the data so mm-hmm. so you're you're the ownership of this data that you're gathering for marketing is in the hands of facebook let's say they're giving it to you because you're, you're paying them money for this data yeah. so they own it True. but redefining that ownership is like okay i have my data i know like all right i've watched these videos that's on my data i've watched i've looked up these things that's my data like google doesn't get to keep my search history i get to keep it mm. and it's like all right, um, this program can only run if we can push certain ads to you. Do you agree to give us like certain data oh. so that you know that these companies that come and like can give us money can like target these ads to you and you know like explicit like data you know yes yeah. uh, what is it called uh data giving it up whatever yeah sure. I, private ownership in a sense private that whatever is attached to you is yours and yes. you can use that you know like imagine facebook is like all right we have tons of advertisers that we want to make money from can you just give us some stuff so we can use it yeah like imagine facebook like having maybe probably in more legal word sentences but you know like in terms of conditions it's yeah. probably in there hmm. or what what if you had like a terms of conditions, but you had an AI read it to grab the most important things out of it? Dude, you know what? I saw an article about that. Really? That same thing. <laughs> really? Literally an AI that will read terms and conditions and spit out anything that might seem different or unusual from other 
like other t- TLC. Yeah. It'll give you like a breakdown of like the general idea of it, and then any like things that might stand out to the AI. So somehow it's probably been trained over a bunch of different terms and conditions to see like, okay, this is not really legit. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, having like ownership of your data is going to be huge. I wonder, like, I feel like Facebook and Google are going to push hard against Web three. Well, no, they're they're Meta. Meta Meta is pushing for the metaverse, which is part of Web three. I didn't put in the components thing, but it says like one of the components is allowing metaverse or you know being able to live on the web, so to say. And I don't really know what that means, but Meta I think would be trying to embrace Web three, but you know Web three is an ideal utopian internet type of deal. You can't ideally get everything decentralized everything like you own everything that you do or every like everything's on the blockchain it's just too ideal you can't do it because how you're going to have the blockchain exist without one you know an entity of some sort maintaining it you know yeah but i think that's like (sighs) Uh, so another another thing i saw was that people would be paid through like crypto or different other forms of decentralized coins for doing certain things. Maybe like they find like a, a glitch or something in the code. They can report it and then they'll get paid on it. So then, you know, there's not even a need for like US currency on Web 3.0. It'll all be decentralized on these blockchains like you were talking about. And it would be just DeFi, decentralized finance. So oh, I would... forgot about, yeah, DeFi. D app or D op, like decentralized apps. Uh, DAOs. DAOs, decentralized what? Uh, DAO, DOA, something like that. That that was another buzzword. Um, but I think it's important to maybe just explain really quick what blockchain is. Yeah. On Google, digital ledger of transactions that is duplicated and distributed across the entire network of computer systems on the blockchain ledger is a piece of paper that has all of the accounts transactions on it like if it's debit credit and it just keeps track of that so imagine a digital ledger um but it's spread out over multiple points so to say so in, so web 2.0 let's just say all of your search history data is in this one um warehouse factory that keeps it all in one place yeah with the blockchain it's to split apart that centralized data place to different nodes where you know okay we need to save this transaction send it to that node send it to that node send it like to verify so it's verified decentrally you know Mm. it's not a central point like all these other people are like all right did this transaction happen yes 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 and it kind of lends itself to security because like you know you can enter that data form like if it's in one spot, you know, change whatever you want. Yeah. And then like whenever you refer to that info, it's going to be changed. But if you change one node on the blockchain, it'll see like it doesn't match up with the other nodes that have verified this and it kind of builds up the security, I think. Huh. And I think it takes up less storage and like, you know, because since it's distributed So we need so, Albin on here. He he, he he yeah, he would be super good for this episode, but so there would not there wouldn't be any server rooms for decentralization. I do not think so, but I can't confirm. I, I that's like the 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 concept I yeah. believe. 
Um, real quick, D D A O D A O Decentralized Autonomous Organization uh, is an organization constructed by rules encoded as a computer program that is often transparent, comma controlled by the organization's members and not influenced by a central government. That I didn't really like that. Um, that that movie. That, yeah. Um, I was talking to you about or whatever Wandering Earth. They're f- they they move the earth they're moving the earth to a different solar system that's that's the premise wow you put a bunch of engines on earth to a fire so that you can move earth through space come on it's a thing that's what yes but if well the, no if, we we've never done it but would would that even be possible cuz is the earth's constantly spinning right well they stop the rotation of the earth well and then we die. The, the sun is getting uh, i was talking with anonymous roommate about this and it is a little bit not feasible, but this is just how the story goes in the movie. The yeah. sun is becoming too big. It's turning into a red giant, which means it'll become so big and engulfs the earth. Oh, my God. That's the crisis at hand. Yeah. And since it's gotten so big, it kind of stopped earth's rotation. Oh. That caused tsunamis, like other shit, that, yeah. like natural disasters. And they're like, we got to go. We got to go. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to die in 100 years. And then yada, yada, yada. It's not a spoiler, but they end up getting the the, the shit to work, and th- that's why this is the second movie. This mm. the second one that I watched was a prequel. The first one was like they've already been out and they deal with other problems. Ah, aliens. Uh I think in the first movie they were using Jupiter as like a gravity assist so that like you can like go around it and go. Oh yeah, like like that, like, like use the, the momentum, Martian. like use yeah the Martian. <laughs> when they didn't they use Earth as like a slingshot basically? Yeah, that was so sweet. Great movie. Um, sorry. So they use Jupiter. Oh, but this this AI, this whole this whole thing is just to talk about the AI, which was controlling everything. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that'd be decentralized, whatever. But they had four members, like four permanent members, to oversee the decisions that they make. So I'm imagining that's what DAO is. Yeah. Is you have an AI or just like this coded thing that runs the operation, but you've got members of the board, you know, making sure it's not going out of line or yeah, literally. like trying to kill us. No central governing body, but like all the almost like shareholders of a company are the ones who are like making the decisions. And no, I'm assuming nobody has like majority stake, you mm-hmm. know, like say for example, like at least with the news recently, the WWE, They've been making moves, but their moves ultimately will come down to who holds the majority stake, which is Vince McMahon. Which And he's like, all right, I've got stuff going on. I'm going to sell this company to the Saudis, which is... Which is a whole other thing that I can go on about. <laughs> but basically, he's like, okay, I have majority power. You guys need to bring me back on. The The board's like, no. Let me say this again. You guys need to bring me back on. No. All right. I'll fire everybody off the board. So now now Vince has just basically <laughs> taken control. But if this was a DAO, you know, nobody would have that majority Power. stake in the business. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. Like, with how much – I heard, like, the number was, like, in the multi-billions in, like, money that's been put into, um, like, blockchain technology and decentralization and all that stuff. Like – no matter if it's if it is feasible or not, we're gonna see crazy like innovation in it. 
through the next 10, 15, 20 years. So it'll be interesting to see what it does. But something like this Web3, I mean, I'd be interested to see, like, how do we interact with Web3? Are we still going on, like, Google as a browser? or? Well, the, is, thing, the thing is, you can use ChatGBT as a, as a browser. browser. Yeah, true. Like, I don't know. I don't know. What, what does a guy do if he has a brain injury? And yeah. then ChatGBT, like, there you go. Like, yeah. this is what you got to do. Yeah. Who directed Avatar 2? James Cameron. James Cameron, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Man. Um, Shout out to everybody who's still listening. Yeah, there's um, prob- probably like an hour and a half in right yeah. now. Dude, these, I love these episodes. These are so fun. And Web3 is like, it's a, for me, it's a tough concept to understand. But when I got Master Thomas here explaining it to me, it's like, ooh, I understand it a little bit. This this is just like the surface level stuff too. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't even begin to grasp um, how all this technology works together in a way. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't even understand Web 2.0. Like fully, mm-hmm. Web 2.0. I was I was understanding a little bit more, it's, just like how like, you know, we've basically whether we like it or not, we're giving up our data to these companies, and then they're using that to do all these different things on the web. Um, that was not a good explanation, but <laughs> just like working in like doing marketing, like doing digital marketing, and realizing like the power of retargeting and all that stuff it's like man there's really just so much data floating around like you can you can go onto facebook and say all right facebook i want your api which is called the google pixel to be integrated into my website so then you can read when people are on my website so then i can go and buy that information from you so then i can retarget it so that when they're on your website which is facebook I can send them ads, which will bring them off your website and back onto my website. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, and it's been something uh, something cool to learn about. I think Web two point Web Web one point Ah, this the simple old days, back when <laughs> it was just HTML script. You just <laughs> click on it, and you see an article written by Dan about how Thomas should be the next uh, Rick and Morty <laughs> voice actor. Um, Wait, um, where's the website? Oh, there it is. Uh freak look uh maybe we'll, we'll pull up a screenshot but this is how it looks home of the first website browse the first website and then this is how it looks wow what is out there and then it just like points you to different like l- like links yeah, where you can find more info uh, yeah it, it looks like a text file that's what it looks like to me dude i'd be interested to see the uh like how this ranks in terms of like search engine optimization you th- like like what what do you mean so like search engine op- like seo stuff is basically if you look up a certain query in like a google search bar how likely is it that my website is gonna like populate higher on the list than others and that's determined through one of the main things is like power of your links so something like this i wonder how powerful they're like links are to other pages to where whether or not like it'll sh- like like a basic idea like um sorry go back to it real quick mm-hmm. so um, can you just look up like normal stuff on this or is this what do you mean look up normal stuff this this is the website right here this is the website 
and what does it provide people with just a history of like like what is what is what is well it? this is explaining the project mm. so this guy made a project where like oh you can click these links and then access different things and this was the first website where mm. all right i have this website here and then you can click like imagine you go on the internet you don't have google you don't have anything you just have you know this link yeah you click on it and it's like okay brings I, you to another html page yeah like all right let me i want to learn the history let me click on history like if, if i looked up history of the first website is is that that link right there is that going to be the first thing that populates i don't think so because now other people have capitalized yeah uh history of the first ever website and then it's oh, business insider and then it's second hmm. and it brings you to here oh, where like, okay so yeah it, it ranks pretty well yeah I mean, interesting but i mean i've also been recently looking this up so i don't know if google is just pushing it because you know i'll hear like i'm i'm watching trailer park boys with my friend and Leahy uses a word lascivious or some some bullshit like shakespearean word yeah and i'm like what does that word mean i type oh it's festivitous or something i type f-e-s and it pulls up that word that i was like thinking of like what what is the definition of f-e-s festival um what's another f-e-s word fester fester um uh fergalicious it doesn't matter. There, there's plenty of other things that it could have pulled up, but it sure. pulled up that definition. Or that's interesting. Recidivus. Recidivus was the word I think. Recidivus. Oh, recidivist. A convicted criminal who reoffends, especially repeat. So, so I think uh, I typed R E C. Is that Julian or is that uh... Leahy? He was just referring to probably um, uh, Ricky. 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 <laughs> Let's go. Let's go arrest those recidivist bastards. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, great show. Um, great show. Uh, you wanted to push Odyssey? Oh yes, yes. Um, so on the topic of Web 3.0, there's a video sharing platform that is pretty much decentralized. So there's there's no um, limits to the content that you can post. Pretty much anything that you can get in a 720p video you can put on there. So I thought in the theme of our Web 3.0 episode, we would re- release a few Grandma's Pillbox podcasts on there. Uh, so the link will be in the description for you guys to follow. Go go watch some of those, get some views up on those, and it'll be interesting to see like what the you know the power of Odyssey has in the future. And I'm also interested to possibly like deep dive on there because there's no restrictions compared to like YouTube's terms of service. Like, Can I just look up like al-qaeda beheadings on there no the company is okay so odyssey was this video project platform built under another um company called lbry i'm guessing that means library yeah and this company library is a blockchain based file sharing and payment network that powers decentralized platforms primarily social networks and video platforms so they have i'm guessing they run a blockchain service Mm. so and you know 
I don't see this exactly like this. It's a central, you know, entity yeah. running this blockchain thing. But, you know, I'd have to look into, you know, it has a computer technology thing, content users, moderation. It goes way into, like, I can find out more. And, and it might also <laughs> it might also be that, like, Odyssey has, like, uh, you know, it has, you can vote on it. The company has described Odyssey and other platforms it has built utilizing its library protocol as platforms for free speech and lightly moderates content, including removing pornography or the promotion of violence and terrorism. Hmm. So I think they have, like, just baseline stuff that you kind of just don't want on the platform. Okay, we don't want porn. Let's yeah. Say, but, you know, what dictates porn? Or sure. we don't want terrorism. What dictates terrorism? Is it U.S. Central or is it, like, like – Western is not terrorism or that type of deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their uh, what is it conditions service conditions. Yeah, whatever. I don't know what terms and conditions. TOC. But yeah, I mean, oh, did you already say that you wanted to post um the new episode content on there? Yeah, I did. I'm sorry, I blanked out. It's all right. No, yeah. So you guys will see. Uh, problem is the those videos. Um, they're capped at 720p, so I mean we'd already have videos up there, but I've got to re you know re-download the, yeah. our episodes, which is, isn't a problem. I'm just complaining about nothing. Uh, but yeah, you guys will you guys will see that link will be in the description of the YouTube video, and uh, it'll be cool to see where we go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, comment below. Wait, yeah, yeah, we're ending it here. Yeah. I think we've we've exhausted our information on. Web3, current events, introductions, everything. Yeah, it's been a great pod. You know, I love it. I don't nice... I don't know how long it's been. Probably an hour 40 at yeah, this point. it's been a haul. Um, every time we do one of these, I have so much fun. Just... Especially if it's something that like we research heavily into. Dude, it's... the, the they, They're... Sorry. I'm spazzing out right they now. Them. <laughs> they them. They them. He, him. She, shem. <laughs> I'm him. <laughs> I'm shem. Uh, I'm shem. <laughs> Panda from uh, Panda Express. Yes. Every time we do one of these episodes, I just, I love when we, like, put in some good effort to, like, actually get some good topics and stuff. Yeah, and I hope the audience um, likes listening yeah. to these episodes as well. Joseph, we love you. Joseph, Celia, Kate, uh, Czech, uh, Dan, Nico, Nico, Dan. Um, some other people have been, I, I think Mick listens. Mick. Um, beats by Mick. Yes. Guancho. Um, yeah. Yeah, quick comment. Uh, leave a comment down below. Yes. Um, you're f- uh, what data are you willing to give up um, for advertising purposes? Yes. There we go. Comment yes. that. Comment what data you're willing to give up for advertising purposes. Uh, second one, favorite hot sauce. <laughs> uh, I like sriracha, but I don't know. I also like the Louisiana Red Hot. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a Frank's. Frank's Red Hot? Yeah, oh, yeah. Frank's Red Hot. <laughs> yeah, I got to Shout out Lars. <laughs> I got got to love the respect. Yeah. Uh, shout out your favorite liquid IV flavor. Ooh, lemon lime for me. Lemon lime? Have you tried strawberry yet? No. We should do a live... Um... Live tasting? Yeah, live tasting. Live tasting. Okay. I'm not a big fan of strawberry in general. No? No. Damn. So... But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let that bias okay. affect. Damn. Nice little episode, huh?
need to put some more bets down tonight so I can pay for the gas. <laughs> sports betting. Dude, good good sports bets. That'll that'll be paying for my gas. A few days a few days in a row of sports betting. Uh, should I go straw or Um you can go with no straw. I just use it to mix it. Okay. Here we go. Strawberry. Liam drinks it. It's kind of like a surprise face, like looking for maybe something good out of it. Kind of, eh. He already doesn't like strawberry. Looking into looking into the ceiling. One sip. Everybody knows the rules. Now he's pondering. Do I really hate it? Do I like it, actually? You know, Liquid IV hasn't responded yet. I think I have to say I love it. <laughs> uh, okay. Compared to other flavors I've had, uh, chiefly being... Lemon-lime. Lemon-lime. Grape. Grape. Pina colada. Okay. It ranks... Second. Second? Second to lemon-lime. Uh, Pina colada's third, grape is fourth. You know, I kind of agree with you how lemon lime would be S tier or like the best flavor. Yeah, but I've I, I've just I've grown to strawberry. I I like the flavor, dude. You know, the pre workout I have right now is called Tiger's Blood, and it's it's a strawberry. It's like a berries and cream type flavor, <laughs> um, which is like very similar to this. Whenever I drink that, I feel like I have to shit my pants. <laughs> So there's there's a bit of like God when I'm feeling you're this associating flavor. you're associating yes. strawberry with shitty yes. your pants. Um, but no I mean I I think it's good I don't think it's amazing I don't think it's bad I think it's just I think it's good uh, Vakar said it doesn't even taste like strawberry uh, and I kind of see it but you know when I first got it I was kind of into it but mm-hmm. now I love it I'd rather do the the immunity support than that. You like tangerine? Yeah. So, wait. So, for accounting for... Counting that? Oh, and counting the... the So, this would be third? Oh, and the caffeine? Oh, like the yuzu pineapple I really like. Oh, no. This is, I mean... I haven't tried as many liquid IVs as you have. Yeah, I'm kind of a liquid IV connoisseur. Connoisseur. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that could be be a video. (laughs) If you can um, taste the difference in the flavors. Like, have you seen those videos where it's like hidden behind you just drink through a straw? Right there. Pillbox idea. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. um, On a scale of 10 out of every every drink I've had, I'm going to give it a... 6.1 I'd give it an 8 but I haven't tried as many flavors as you have so that could change yeah but I mean I like it (laughs) (laughs) it got stuck in my throat it wasn't a bad flavor I swear Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I would say I like this more than that what are you drinking there? This is uh, a San Pellegrino Dark Morello Cherry and Pomegranate Flavored Mineral Water. Uh, sparkling. Very good. Did you know, like, spring water or, like, just, like, water from aquifers or the groundwater is naturally, car- like, carbonated? Hmm. I think I did know that. I didn't know that. I thought 
everything like you had to artificially like carbonate a drink. Mm-hmm. I never knew it could be um, natural. Natural. Mm-hmm. I think you you might have told me that. So I I I, I, I saw I found that out from this random dude that's in jail right now. What? <laughs> Nico's in jail. No. <laughs> Nico, uh, comment down below your favorite um, vape flavor. Ooh, true. True. Well, yeah, I think I think we end this.